blue stars. We invite you in this space. The Holy Spirit touch each one of hearts and minds so that we can have open hearts and open ears so that we may hear what you want us to do and be. Thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> have you ever experienced a prayer for something that went unanswered? How did you feel? How did, uh, how did you feel and what did you do? Recently, one of my friends called me. Actually, she was uh, very close with me, like a family member. And then we went to seminary together. When I received her phone call, I heard a voice was trembling and she was sobbing. And then immediately I realized that something didn't go well with her. Actually, my friends, she was expecting to get a license to become a local pastor this year, but she did not pass her interview. My heart broke for her, and I was very sad for her because I knew how much effort she put toward the interview. Her experience of unanswered prayer remind me of my own experience with the Board of Ordained Ministry several years ago. During the first round of interview with the Board of Ministry, I experienced the bitterness. The interview took place in the New York Annual Conference. After marriage, I transferred my membership to the greater New Jersey conference. And I was confident that I would become a provisional elder when I met with the Board of Ordained Ministry in New Jersey. But the result that I got was, I'm sorry. I was very sad and I cried a lot. And then I became skeptical about my calling to ministry. And I lost, I had no courage to try it again. But my colleagues who prayed for me and gave me comforting words, and also my clergy mentor consoled me by saying that, Julie, I'm so sorry. But please do not be discouraged by the result. I know it must, hard, it must be hard for you, but believe that God calls you to the ministry and God is with you. Unfortunately, this time you were not approved by the board, but this no does not mean never. It just means not yet. So let's try again. In our faith journey, unanswered prayers are a common struggle for believers. 
they can lead us to skepticism, doubt, despair, and hopelessness. During the time of pandemic, our hope to go back to a normal life, pre-pandemic life, is questionable. And many people have become skeptical, I'm sorry, skeptical that a future without the fear of coronavirus can come. Whenever we struggle with our lives, or whenever we have unanswered prayers, we ask, where is God? Does God care for us? You know, actually, the Bible has a full of stories of unanswered prayers, at least from the human's perspective. It is truly a tough thing for us to admit the fact that God is sometimes silent. Or God does not answer our prayers. But one of the commentaries says that we feel discouraged or disappointed by the unanswered prayer because we see prayers about results, not about the relationship with God. Unanswered prayers do not mean that God is not with us, but rather God is with us. God hears our prayers. God cries for us. God suffers with us. That is who our God, whose name is Emmanuel is. Literally, its meaning is God is with us. So if someone says, I pray for you, it means that the person asks God to be with you during adversity or during the time of uncertainty or trouble. Today's gospel lesson is a story of the father of, of John the Baptist, Zechariah, who was a priest and who was righteous and faithful in the sight of God. In the story of Zechariah, we hear the first message is that God is with him and his wife, Elizabeth, in the midst of despair. The scripture describes them this way. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, but they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Whenever I read the word childless, from the biblical stories, I, as a mom who experienced the difficulty of having a child and who also miscarried, feel the pain of the childless. And, and I feel empathy to the barren women. I can't imagine how many years Elizabeth and Zechariah they prayed to bless them with a child. 
I can't imagine how many years Elizabeth and Zechariah had to be disappointed by not having a child. How many years they had to bear disgrace and the people's judgment on them. Some commentary says that when an angel told Zechariah and Elizabeth they would have a child, Elizabeth's age was almost 80. At some point of their lives, they, may, they maybe lost their hope and stopped believing God would provide one of them. But the good news is that God never forgot them. Instead, God was with them all the time and heard their prayers and their crying, and God suffered with them and cried with them so that they could stay strong in their faith until the day that God prepared something for them. A Methodist preacher, Adam Hamilton, says in his book, Incarnation, that the most powerful message from the incarnation of God was that God does not just imagine what it's like to be human, but he came in flesh, which is Jesus Christ, and experienced what we experience as humans, like temptation, love, hunger, fear, friendship, grief, doubt, rejection, a sense of abandonment by God. And Jesus suffered, wept, and bled, and died. So he can be one of us who knows our pain and who knows our sadness and who knows our darkness, and who knows how to comfort us and liberate us from our adversity. If you are in despair, or your hope are dying, remember that God is with you. You are not alone. The second message we hear from the story of Zechariah is that God is with him during the time of doubt. Zechariah was not ready to meet an angel that day. When the angel told him that his prayer had been heard, Zechariah might have thought to himself, which prayer? And then when the angel said that your wife will have son. Zechariah had his doubt. Zechariah and Elizabeth prayed for a child when they were younger. They probably prayed for a child for many years. But after so many years of praying and not getting an answer, they might have given up that hope. And now in their old age, they receive the news that they're going to have a child. Really? So that's why Zechariah asked the angel that, are you sure about this? He was in doubt. Because 
his wife already, her period was done. She wasn't able to conceive a baby anymore. And the scripture told us that because of his doubt, he became speechless until the boy was born. Before we get hard on Zechariah, I think we need to realize that all of us would probably have reacted in the same way. Our faith is unprepared. Our minds are unprepared. Our expectations have gone down. We often doubt God's provision for us, when and how God will provide for us. This kind of doubt we can find in the story of the Israelites in Exodus. You know, God dramatically delivered them from slavery. But when they got to the point where they found no water to drink, no food to eat, they were filled with doubt about God's provision. And ultimately questioned God's presence as well. Their momentary doubts became indefinite faithlessness. Their doubt led them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. In Zechariah's case, his doubt led him to be speechless for a period of time. His doubt also led Elizabeth to remain in seclusion for five months because they had fear that this baby would not come to term. As the biblical stories are shown, I think doubting is something that always accompanies us in our faith journey. But what, what I want you to remember is God is still with us even when we are in doubt. From the today's gospel lesson, we see that Zechariah and Elizabeth struggled during that time. And Zechariah was skeptical of, of having a child. Even still, God was with him. And working on them to restore their hope and the hope of the world. God was working in an unexpected way and on an unexpected timeline that Zechariah could have never imagined. In Israel, Israelites' case, God was with them all the time, even when they were in doubt about God's provision while they were in the wilderness. Even when their nation was divided, even when they were exiled. And God had not forgotten them. About 1,300 years after the period in the wilderness, God faithfully answered their questions of doubt. Is God with us in a way that they did not expect? That was through Jesus Christ, whose name is Emmanuel. God has come to redeem, but redemption was something bigger than they ever imagined. Church, 
our hopes and dreams sometimes fall into those sort of categories. There are ones that need to change. There are other ones that will come but are delayed and there are others where God has to replace what we desire with something that is bigger and closer to his heart. But the word that we have here is that God has not forgotten us, but God is with us. And God was with them, God is with us, and God will be with us as well. While preparing to this message, I was thinking where I would be if I did not remain in God's faithfulness and God's promise. I would be here at Hillsdale as a pastor. Church, Advent is a season of preparation for the infant king whose name is Emmanuel. God is with us. For most people, the holiday season is an ending to the year. We see all of these decorations, and we hear all of this music, we get Christmas presents, and we say Happy New Year's, and we start New Year with a fledged slate. But in the Christian calendar, Advent is the start of the year. It lays the foundation for everything else that is going to happen in the future. So all the promises of God, all the mighty acts of God, are still in the future. It's the start of our hope. It is time for us to dust off our faith and to get it in working order again. So church, remember, God was with our ancestors, and God is with us, and God will be with us. The best is yet to come, and God can do it for us. Let us pray. Gracious God, <clears throat> as we entering the season of Advent, we pray that you will bring our minds and hearts once again to faith and hope and trust in you. Lord, when we look around at what is going on around the world, it is hard. There are so many disappointments. But Lord, help us remember that you are with us no matter what. You give us hope, comfort and courage to overcome whatever we are struggling with on the earth. Thank you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.